Hello, welcome back to another episode of the UW Film Club podcast, where each week we invite a member of the club onto the show to talk about a movie of their choice. That movie can be good, bad, topically relevant, or anything in between. Anything goes. I'm your host this week, Cynthia Lee, and joining me is Alec Yokchich. Yeah. I'm so sorry if I've now mispronounced that. I've been trying to practice it, making sure we got it correct. Can you say that again? If uh. I'm- Yovchich is my last name, but I'm, it's all good. It's I'm all good. so sorry. Anyway, so Alex, this is your first time on the podcast, right? Yeah. So yeah. before we get to the movie that we're talking about today, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, um, I'm like I said, uh, I'm Alex. Uh, I'm a freshman here at UW, uh, hoping to major in computer science, but after uh, this quarter's Math 126 turned out that it might be a little bit different. Um, but... Yeah, regardless, I uh, joined kind of UW Film Club just at the start of the year. I'm um, just looking at like at the, you know, RSO, what's it called, RSO Fair or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, it definitely interested me because film is something that I've greatly enjoyed, both like wanting to make them and like in my spare time and just watching them and talking about them. Um, so I'm just very happy to be here. So apart from that, today, the film that we are talking about, though, is Captain Marvel. The 21st? I believe so. Installment 21st, yeah. In the MCU, it's more on the side of topically relevant because it came out two or three weeks ago, I believe. Uh, something like that, yeah. Yes. Uh, it's directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fluck, who are these relatively indie directors. They've directed films like Sugar and Mississippi Grind. Have you ever heard of those? No. Okay, no. yeah, that's... I haven't seen those either. I've heard about them, and judging by like just their IMDb and what's going on there, the budget of those are relatively low. So it was surprising to see um, these smaller indie directors tackle a much bigger project. This the budget of this film, I'm assuming, is hovering around like a hundred million dollars. It's I think in that range. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't. It's honestly not that surprising to me, given what some other Marvel movies do. Yes, like, I did want to talk about that a little yeah. bit, like how Ryan Coogler and Taika Waititi have now come up. They've been Disney. It's been showing Disney's more willingness to bring in up and coming directors into the mix of their fold, rather than choosing established directors to do like director films. Yeah, the, definitely. The thing I immediately think of is the most recent Spider-Man movie was directed by, I believe, John Watts, who I'd never heard of before this. Oh, yeah, yeah I've I, never heard of it. Exactly, I haven't yeah. seen that, so I, I need to get on these things. But um, besides that, this film stars Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, Jude Law, Ben Mendelsohn, Lashana Lynch, Annette Bening, Gemma Chang, and Clark Gregg. So, big group of people, but typical of these films they always grab these really big names i feel like a lot of celebrities now are just like i want to be a part of what's going on in this so why not get there so before we start giving our thoughts about this film um usually we don't give a spoiler warning before our movies we kind of imply that you go watch them and then come back and listen to our podcast after you watch them but since this movie is very new the time we're recording and hopefully it's still people are still watching it as this comes out we're gonna give like a big heads up of spoilers abound so if you do not want captain marvel spoiled for you go watch captain marvel and then when you're done with that come back and listen to this podcast but with that out of the way so alex before we get into our thoughts about it could you give us a brief synopsis about the film 
I'll do my best. Yeah. Um, so, just like the plot. Just yeah. Like, yeah. So, Captain Marvel is a superhero film set in the 90s. So, it's kind of a precursor to most of the films in the mm-hmm. Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it follows Brie Larson as our titular character, Captain Marvel. Although, she doesn't really go by that in this yeah. movie. She um, has many names in this movie. She has many names in this movie. <laughs> um, when we first meet her, she's known as Verse, And she's this... Uh, warrior, part of like a warrior, you know, soldier military team on this advanced alien mm-hmm. species um, on this planet somewhere in the galaxy. And she's mentored by Jude Law, who I believe his character's name was Jan Rog. Jan Rog, yeah. yes. I yes. kind of laughed when I heard that. <laughs> comics have a lot of silly names, although I don't know if that one even comes from the comics. That might be an original one. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and so in the course of her going on like, a you know, military expedition, they come into contact with their primary enemy, uh, mm-hmm. the Skrulls, mm-hmm. or this like shape-shifting alien race, and yep. she winds up crash-landing on Earth, where she runs into Samuel L. Jackson, who plays mm-hmm. a young Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't know, Nick Fury is kind of a staple of the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. and Marvel Comics as a whole, and this is a cool glimpse at him before he became it's this... It's like his origin story as well. It's like it kind of is. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Um, we can talk about that later, but mm-hmm. I definitely think of this movie as like a buddy cop film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to get together, these two go on a series of adventures that are... A weird way of putting that, but they get a, you know, mm-hmm. um, they're trying to uncover the secrets of exactly who she is, and over the course of the film, we find out that you know she's Carol Danvers, mm-hmm. she's originally from Earth, and that the allies that she thought she once had in this little team she was a part of are actually working against her, mm-hmm. are stifling her, and that the so-called villainous scrolls are actually just you know trying to find a yeah. place and home for their family, um, and there's a couple other things that happen in there fans of the MCU, uh, like myself, there was the, the, the usage of the Tesseract mm-hmm. as like a, as a MacGuffin in this, yeah. which is kind of this repeated thread through a lot yeah. of stories, and it kind of ties into this greater universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the end, Captain Marvel manages to go truly, like, to the full capacity of her powers. Mm-hmm. I believe in the comics it's called, like, going binary. Oh, um, I don't know if that... <laughs> Again, comics are weird mm-hmm. um she kind of unlocks the full potential of her power which was being stifled by her you know her perceived mentor mm-hmm. and she manages to defeat him and all his allies and drive away this threat that was threatening earth and mm-hmm. this and the scrolls that she is defending mm-hmm. and protecting is that good yes that was very good very detailed description also a very long description which is great because there's a lot of stuff going on in this film. Yeah, I yeah, it was a bit too detailed. So, um, just you've already said that you are a Marvel fan. So, what were your first impressions of the film, like walking out of the theater? Walking out of the theater was definitely just in general like excitement mm-hmm. um, because of like not only the implications of like the greater story and the forthcoming mm-hmm. movies, but about the character and mm-hmm. how excited I was to see her in future properties. Um, more specifically about the movie, I was I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. And I I keep telling anyone who asks, like, is it just another great like blockbuster that this mm-hmm. franchise is putting out? You know, most of these movies aren't from like a film critic standpoint, like mm-hmm. super revolutionary and yeah. mind blowing, but they're at the at the very least their pure just fun and enjoyment in this movie definitely nailed that Mm -hmm. at a bare minimum Mm -hmm. among other things i think it did really well Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so um, for me, um, I'm not a big superhero film person. I'm definitely not a big MCU person either. I've seen sprinkles of them. I think I might go on a binge and watch all of them before Endgame, which I don't know if that's going to happen, but let's see. Um, But I think what... I find so fascinating about MCU is how they've been able to create this like revolutionary idea of like creating movies within one dimension and having everything kind of interwoven with one another. And so it's really interesting just to see how our society kind of consumes that in a way. And I've always found that really fascinating of how they've been doing that. And now other people who have been trying to do that just don't get it to work as well as MCU, which is an topic for another day but um but still yeah so I'm not a big superhero film person and so going into this I wasn't necessarily excited I remember watching the trailer and I was just like I don't really feel anything I think a lot of people had the impression the marketing didn't do this movie justice the the marketing which is weird because I know Marvel's marketing is usually really good like I think the Avengers marketing is not as bad the Endgame one but for some reason this one just like I knew it was coming out, but when I saw the trailer, I was just like, eh, meh, you know? And, um, with, and so when I came out of this movie, I still kind of had that feeling of meh. I don't know what it was, because it has all the right components that I want in a movie, and I was really excited that Brie Larson was fronting this, because I'm a huge Brie Larson fan, and I think she's, like, one of our great actresses, like, coming up, and a lot of her work that she's done is really good. But I don't know. I just didn't really feel excited walking out of it, which is, I mean, if anyone who knows me, then they're just like, oh, it's Cynthia not liking superhero films. And it's it's not that, because there are some moments in superhero films that I often do enjoy. I just, for some reason, when I walked out, I was just like, "Eh, that didn't really do it for me. And it didn't really make me super excited to see Endgame. I mean, I'm going to so see it because I... I'm just interested in the whole zeitgeist of it all. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I think it's definitely near impossible to separate the contextual enjoyment of a movie like this mm-hmm. away from just the movie itself. Like, I tried to do that in a review I wrote. I tried to kind of make a point of that mm-hmm. as to how... Like, I think it's worth talking about. These movies take place in a, like you said, a, a much universe. a larger universe, and it really is remarkable the way that they've managed to make that work. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, a bunch of other people have tried and it just doesn't pan out mm-hmm. the exact same way. And so, uh, for like a fan such as myself and countless other people, mm-hmm. you're going into a movie like this and any other movie, half the enjoyment is just, oh, this is where this fits into yeah. the story and yeah. this is where this character's gonna end up. Mm-hmm. And like the end credit scenes that they do are always excitement generating, yeah. you know, regardless of them. And so it's difficult, definitely, to think, well, did I really enjoy the movie? Was the movie itself really good? Or am or I just... Or is it, like, really excited to build up to another thing? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Is it just building up to some other payoff, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so that's, that's difficult. Um, I definitely think, that, like, there were definitely moments in Captain Marvel that I had kind of the same feeling of, mm-hmm. like, I want to be really excited right now, but it's mm-hmm. just something about it. It's just not yeah. doing it for me, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But in terms of it being a standalone film, obviously we're... It's hard, as you said, to kind of talk about this film without talking about the stuff around it. But I wanted to get your opinion on how this film works as a standalone. 
how did you feel like if this was just a movie for Captain Marvel, erase everything away of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, does it work? Is it remarkable in some way or not? Is it too cliche or not? I would say, yeah, just as a standalone film, which is how I I tried my hardest to Mm -hmm. view it. I think it's still pretty good. I'd say great, Mm -hmm. not remarkable. I don't mm-hmm. think of it as a very, like, mind-blowing movie. I think they played it kind of safe in a mm-hmm. lot of places. But it definitely still, like... Again, kind of going back to this whole, like, blockbuster thing. The thing for me about it that carries the whole film is, mm-hmm. like, the performances in it. Like, mm-hmm. Brie Larson okay, yeah. and Samuel L. Jackson, like... If you wanted to get into that real quick, so Brie Larson, she plays Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson plays Nick Fury. And then there's a bunch of other people, but I think... Another important person, because I thought he did a really good job, was Ben Mendelsohn. Everyone's saying that, yeah. Um, I don't remember the name of his character. Um, I don't either. Yeah, I, but Ben Mendelsohn, I think, is really good. I think his character, his arc, has the biggest like emotional punch to it. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes it didn't really have any emotion. Like, if you like measured my excitement level of, like, how I was watching it and like by a heartbeat or something, it never really like gave me that like giant spike of a heartbeat in a I, way. I, same. But um, Ben Mendelsohn's character, his I think his character arc is both really funny because I think he lands a lot of really funny beats in here, but also like his story about the scrolls and like how they're the ones actually getting attacked. And it's kind of like almost like an immigrant story kind of way of like uniting families. And so when he comes back and he finally reunites with his wife and kid like that was the most emotional part of the movie for me which I don't know what what that says about me considering that there are some I feel like more emotional beats that they try to convey in this film but don't get there in terms of Larson I think she's not given enough if you ever felt that in a way I feel like she is often turned to as the, like, explainer. Like, she has to explain what everything is going on because she's the only one that's, like, been in both the Cree world and then the human world. And so oftentimes I think she's left explaining what's going on. And so oftentimes I felt like Larson's, like, what was going on with Captain Marvel was she was a little too stoic, which Mm. is not necessarily a bad thing, but her characters then often get the more lighter material to work with and she kind of has to just be like oh this is what a Kree is this is what a scroll is this is my mission this is who I am and stuff like that I don't know if you got that or not I didn't think about that but that totally makes sense when I when I say that I really enjoyed Brie Larson's performance what I'm mainly thinking about there maybe I should have been more specific mm-hmm. but I like think that her because going into this I only really known of Brie Larson she was in Room was it she's really good at she's in, yeah, yeah of um and she's this very, like, dramatic, like, actress mm-hmm. who has a lot of, like, emotional capabilities. Mm-hmm. And she's been in, like, comedic stuff before. She was in Scott Pilgrim, yeah, Rest of the World, you know. She's in 21 Jump Street and, like, Trainwreck. Yeah, she's in all, she, yeah, she has yeah. a lot of small roles in comedies. Um, so I didn't even know that going in. So I didn't know how she was going to be in, like, a, kind of the comedic, lighthearted mm-hmm. world of the MCU. And I thought she absolutely nailed the kind of... Just the characterization of Captain yeah. Marvel as being very, like, charismatic mm-hmm. and kind of snarky and just funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, I also always bring up Samuel L. Jackson because... Mm-hmm. Oh, he's I, really good. He's really good. And he's very funny. And the two of them, I think, have such good chemistry on screen yeah, that really that good. made the movie for me. Yeah. I was just constantly just eating up their them playing off each other. You yeah. Know? Um, in terms of other things, like, 
I do think at some points, yeah, she could like, like I think Brie Larson has a lot of enthusiasm for the role. Yes, I but agree some, too. But some of the more like emotional beats just mm-hmm. didn't hit as hard, mm-hmm. and that was a bit odd for me because I was like, I feel like Brie Larson can do more. She can definitely do more. If you've seen her performance in Room, she is like that play. She plays tragedy really well, yeah. it, which is like kind of weird to say in a way, but yeah. she does. That movie is lights out because of her mm-hmm. also the samuel l jackson going into it like the de-aging stuff i think works phenomenally in this film but like his specific de-aging works really well i bought it like hook line and sinker how about you i yeah definitely at the beginning a little bit i was like <laughs> oh is this am I, am I gonna notice this and i just forgot about it yeah and then by the end i was like I even forgot that yeah. he was de-aged. The like, only parts where yeah. I was like, oh, this is a 70-year-old man actually doing stuff is when he had to run around and perform action shots. You can, like, totally tell. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a that's a 70-year-old yeah. man running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think CGI can do much about that. Yeah. But, like, speaking about, like, the dyna- dynamic in Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson, that, all that stuff, like, centers is, like, in, when they're in Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And I often th- thought that this movie is split in the stuff that happens in space and the stuff that happens in Earth. And I think the stuff that happens in space is confusing. And the stuff that happens on Earth is really good. I don't know if you had that same feeling, but I remember watching the first half, I was confused as hell. And maybe that's me not being a Marvel like buff in a way, but when I was watching, I was just like, what are these Kree? What are scrolls? Like, even the mission that they went to go save the operative that they were supposed to, that's supposedly on their side, I didn't know the intent of their mission until she got there and she was like, I'm saving you. And I was like, oh, that's what's going on. But I didn't know that. I was very confused about Annette Benning's character at the beginning as the, I forgot what it's called, but it's Supreme their, Intelligence. Yeah, who yeah. reflects their fears mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if you felt that way. I kind of did as well, maybe to a lesser extent, just because I have yeah. like this, just annoyingly, <laughs> like uh, into this this franchise. But even even so, it definitely, like maybe not confusing, but it was like, it was just a little bit weird. Like, mm-hmm. some moments felt like they just kind of rushed past some stuff to get yeah. to, like, the meat of the story. Yeah. Which, in a way, I appreciate, because you don't... You like, don't origin yeah. movies often fall into that hole of, like, really drawing, drawing things out too much. Mm-hmm. But even, like, again, even for someone like myself who, like, knew about, like, the Kree going in and this alien race, they were never really talked about in detail in previous movies. Mm-hmm. So there's stuff about, like, the supreme intelligence and mm-hmm. the exact nature of their, like, being and their society was just kind of, like, just kind of put out there really quickly and then just kind of, okay, yes. yeah, and they're... Yes. And then later you find out they're bad guys and you're like, well, I didn't really spend much time with them so to I, really yeah. feel the punch of mm-hmm. that. Like, it didn't feel like a, a place. It was just mm-hmm. kind of a vehicle to kind of get the plot moving, yeah. you know? Also, I never bought Jude Law as a good character, so I was just like, when's he going to turn? When he's going to turn? But, yeah, I totally agree. I think... The first half, for the sake of just trying to get to Earth, I think they rushed it quite a bit. Um, it does take up like 40 minutes of the film. And so I was just kind of sitting there. I was just like, okay, this is going on. Get me to Earth because that's what all the trailers have been leading up to. And I, it works really well on Earth. I think there's a lot of... When she doesn't necessarily have to use her powers, 
or like is fighting, I often found those moments to be the most exciting and the most like that work the most. And I think it plays well with the fact that Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck are indie directors who indie films often are like these small down to earth pieces that kind of deal with more emotions rather than like big action set pieces. And I think the moments, especially when it's like after, like once they get into Louisiana, I think the film is like 10 times better than what it presents in the beginning. I do kind of like the scene where they're running around in um, the secret lab. I forgot what it's called again. Oh yeah. my God, I'm so sorry. The I'm so shield prepared. Facility. Yeah, yeah, so prepared. Yeah. Um, I did like that action scene and like kind of the flip of Nick Fury and her realizing like, oh, he kind of went against my back, but I trust this guy and then let's go. But after, I think, after they get to Louisiana, they meet Lashana Lynch's character, Rambo, after they meet her and her family, and then, like, they start getting more deep into um, Captain Marvel's, like, past, I think it works really effectively. How about you? I almost 100% agree with what mm-hmm. you said. This is something that I kind of touched on in my review, but not extensively. Review on students.washington.edu slash film. Yes. <laughs> Gotta yes. get that plug. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um... There was, I definitely think, and you bringing up the fact that they're indie directors, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that, but that totally makes sense. Because mm-hmm. 100%, that like facility like set piece action sequence towards mm-hmm. the middle of the movie, I thought that was great. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there were moments where, like, you know, they're in the archive and the camera's kind of moving, kind of tracking horizontally. And I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. a kind of a clever way of shooting that. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. And then I felt once they got back into space and she got, like, the full extent of her powers, I got the distinct feeling that they didn't know what to do with that. Yeah. They just didn't know how to make an action sequence compelling when she can blast stuff around. And suddenly, like, it just kind of lost... Like, a a really good action sequence keeps you on the edge of your seat Mm -hmm. the entire time. They just didn't have that. Yeah. I don't think that's a... A lot of people, I think, there's been a lot of discussion around the movie about this, about her powers and her being, like, overpowered or I whatever. I do want to talk about that, though, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, sorry, I don't want to say anything right now. I okay. Wanna... Oh, no, I was just saying, because, like, as you brought up, um, she once they come back into space, like, they're from space, They she goes to Earth, and then they go back up into space. Mm-hmm. And there she's already learned that, like, a lot of her powers... Um, she's learned that the full extent of her powers and a lot of that requires on emotion which we can talk about that specific idea later because I do want to get into that Um, but after that she kind of becomes this almighty being (laughs) in a way she's very powerful like I think the action sequence after they Kree come back and they're like we got you now you are not going anywhere and everyone's just kind of trying to escape from the um, the other Marvel's lab space lab um and then no doubt starts playing after (laughs) when that happens it's kind of just like she there's no suspense because she can literally just shoot at them and then they're gone and so i wanted to ask you if that works in a way because and especially going into endgame because now you have this almighty being who can literally be everyone in her way with just a single blast so how does i wonder how they're gonna i wanted to ask you like, how, what do you think, how are they going to implement her into that narrative? And also, does it work, like, her being this almighty being? Yeah, definitely. I've been thinking about this a lot. And I think a lot of people will say that it's, like, yeah, a, a fundamental problem with her character, and they're worried that, like, she's going to be, 
like have a, a Deus Ex Machina in mm-hmm. Endgame. Um, She's almost too powerful that it makes it boring. <laughs> see, that's that's where that's the thing with me is that I don't really think that that's the problem there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think she is very powerful. I think more of the fault lies in just the... Execution. The execution. I just mm-hmm. think, like I said before, the directors just didn't know how to handle that super mm-hmm. well. And it was just kind of like like that sequence when No Doubt's playing for <laughs> some reason. <laughs> There's like... It's still kind of the same style of fight scene where they're just punching each other and throwing stuff at each other. Mm-hmm. But now she has these powers too. And it's mm-hmm. like... I don't think they knew how to reconcile that, mm-hmm. especially since the movie is already kind of a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. I don't really worry about it going into Endgame because mm-hmm. if you saw Infinity War, there are a, are a lot of really powerful characters in that yeah. as well. And the Russo brothers, who directed that, I think did a really good job of making that believable and mm-hmm. still entertaining, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that has to do with the context. It's a very large film, and so mm-hmm. you can have these very powerful characters. And so I don't really worry about Captain Marvel being like that in upcoming movies because I just think it just requires somebody who just... Or the artistic vision of somebody that just understands more clearly, like, mm-hmm. how to use this type of character in an effective setting, mm-hmm. you know? Um, even just compared to, like, some other... Char- again, compared to other characters we've seen, I don't think she's that limitless, mm-hmm. you know? But she is very powerful you know that's how our character has always kind of been um that being said there's still always the case that it doesn't really work out you Mm -hmm. know that's because a little bit of like a deus ex machina Mm -hmm. um i'm not super worried about that myself but i understand why people are yeah um yeah yeah Yeah, i mean like for me like the i think the only like not only like she is super powerful but i think something that you kind of touched upon it how, like, the directors don't seem like they know what to do once she's given all these powers. And I thought the the CGI, when she gets her powers, is not very great. And that what's what made the, um, that's what made kind of the end fighting sequence for me. And, like, I wasn't just, I wasn't really, like, blown away sort of way. I mean, I was at a screening that was um, in 3D. <laughs> So that might have added to it because 2D, 3D conversion is horrible. But I was wondering if you, if that happened. Because oftentimes the fighting sequences kind of just fell flat for me. And oftentimes when I'm in a Marvel film, although the fighting sequences, they kind of have this TV-like atmosphere where it feels like everything is so smooth when they're fighting. It just felt for, the, for some reason, like watching this film, all the fighting sequences kind of lacked energy in a way. I, I think- don't know. I kind of agree with that. Like I said, some of the earlier stuff, or I guess towards the middle, I thought mm-hmm. was better. But even thinking back on it, again, I think that final action sequence, just really something about it was kind of lackluster, at least in comparison to the moment it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It was this huge triumphant moment where she overcomes like the stifling that these people have put on her, and mm-hmm. she's truly re- accomplished her full potential. And then mm-hmm. it's just kind of... It doesn't feel... En- electric you know mm-hmm. and even like thinking back on it some more or some of the or the very first like action sequence oh, where yeah. they're like on that planet mm-hmm. i distinctly just remember like um like this is a very sp- weird specific thing to remember it kind of felt like a bad star wars in my opinion but in I some ways yeah it kind of felt like it was like doing some star wars-esque things with like the ships and then them landing on a plane and like scouting that planet and then like everyone dispersing Mm -hmm. it very felt it felt very like a star like how star wars would be built but it didn't like what it doesn't land in a way that a star wars film set piece like that would work i don't know 
I think just that's kind of thinking about that as I'm like trying to envision that scene in my head. That's kind of the vibe that I got. I think yeah, that's definitely that, that's very accurate. <laughs> it definitely has that vibe to it, and like there was one. Again, a very weirdly specific moment to remember, but I remember when it cuts away to one member of her team, mm-hmm. and he's the camera is just like stationary on him, and he's standing still, and he goes like ah, he screams or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that's a really awkward cut because it's just like <laughs> everything's just so like still. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it has this like energy to it. You There's know? like no movement. Exactly. With the camera. Like yeah. oftentimes, I think either if you want to create a fight scene, in my opinion, like either you want to create the movement with the camera yourself or you build enough movement with the characters in there. And I feel like that just doesn't happen. Exactly. I exactly. think Black Panther does it really well because I think Ryan Coogler is really good at doing scenes like that where he can move the camera in really unique ways to like give it that full tilt. And mm-hmm. I guess going back to Black Panther... And talking about fight scenes again, like, I think Black Panther's end fight scene works really well because of all the camera movement that Kugler's able to create. But um, you don't know if T'Challa will actually beat Killmonger mm-hmm. in that scene, for me at least. And then I think in Captain Marvel, a lot of the film or fight scenes, because they lack so much movement and they're so static, I never really doubted anyone winning or losing, like, how they were supposed to end up in the end. Mm-hmm. If you felt that as well. I think that, yeah, that tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like, it kind of goes back and forth for me. Like, again, that the action sequence in the facility I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Even there's also that um, that scene early on where she's on the Skrull spaceship and mm-hmm. trying to escape. And I thought that was very kind of dynamic, you mm-hmm. know? And that's what you need, I think, in a good action mm-hmm. movie, like you said. Yeah. You're 100% right, that there needs to be something going on there. Mm-hmm. And, and that one, I think it was accomplished by the movement of the actors and mm-hmm. everything happening on the screen. And it was very dynamic, but... I keep using that word. <laughs> but, um, okay. like, again, in that sequence, they also have a plot device where her hands are covered up so she yeah. can't use her blasters. Yeah. And so anytime she can use her blasters or she uses them a lot, whatever they're called, photons, yeah. something, like, then it just starts to, it doesn't feel as good. Mm-hmm. Just something about it is, like, I don't know, it's hard to put into words exactly. Yeah, no, for you've, sure. been, you've been, you've said it exactly, yeah. It's yeah. that static mm-hmm. quality to it. Yeah. So this film, as we've mentioned, a lot of the powers that um, Captain Marvel she's able to kind of realize her full potential because the common theme in this film is that she should suppress her emotions because that will make her more focused and a better fighter. But then at the end, she realizes that the emotions are a good thing and they help her become a more fledged warrior. She becomes more powerful because of her emotions and she doesn't necessarily need to control them the way that Uh, Jude Law's character keeps insisting to her in the beginning and I think that theme I wanted to talk about that because it feels this okay this film is the first MCU female-led film that's very obvious and um although it's really sad that it took them 24 21 films to get that done I think the theme that of female empowerment and then the emotion, like repressing emotions, like you can't tell, or not you can't tell us what to do, but like the idea that females are often told that their emotions are the thing that are not allowing them to be their full potential. And then this film saying like, oh no, 
as a female, you should be able to use everything in your disposal. But I felt like in this film, it felt like someone was, they were trying to get that message across and it felt really hollow to me. I don't know if it did for you, but I often compared this when I was talking to my friend where it felt like the people in this film were just standing on a table with a megaphone trying to say, feel female empowerment is really good and female empowerment is great. But I feel like the execution in which they tried to present that theme was really hollow in a way. I don't know if you got that feeling or not. I definitely, I definitely pick, like picked up on that. And I thought like, yeah, that's what they're trying to like, go for there. This, you mm-hmm. know, this feminist message. And I definitely, hundred like, the better word. Yes. <laughs> Um, 100% appreciate it, you know, and I really love them for, like, doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of agree with you in that sense. I don't think... It's not so much to me about, like, I guess the writing. It kind of just keeps coming back to, like, execution, you know? Mm-hmm. This sort of, like, triumphant finale where it's just, like, this meeting of, like, she's coming to accept the things about her that are mm-hmm. purported to be feminine, that yeah. are purported to be, like... You know, bad. But they're actually good. Yeah. I think that's a great message to give, but Mm -hmm. I think the execution of which that is happening is just not, like, at the most full potential it could be. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. maybe this film wasn't trying to do that, though I feel like um, the way that social media has reacted to this, I feel like a lot of people kind of have picked up on that, where it seems like a female empowerment film, and... That's not necessarily a bad thing. I think, I th- I don't want to compare it to Wonder Woman, but I feel like it, we have. Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, I don't want to, but I, here I go. Um, Wonder Woman doesn't necessarily rely on the fact that she is a, like she possesses these certain traits that for some reason people only associate with females. And I don't. Yeah, and I think in Wonder Woman they don't necessarily bog down on that. And I think in this film they really hammer home this idea that women are often seen as emotional and like they should repress that for to become stronger when in reality you don't really need to and i think that idea kind of gets bogged down in this film and then when it comes back up at the end you're just like oh yeah that's what's happening but it doesn't feel too fleshed out to be like triumphant enough i think they definitely were playing it safe in this movie. Yes, That's yes. why, I, again, when people ask me about it, I say that a lot. Is And I think they wanted, the directors and the screenwriters went into it with this you know, female empowerment angle. They mm-hmm. really wanted to make that happen. And somewhere along the line, someone said, we have to tone this back a little bit. Yeah. This can't be so overt. It can't be so central to the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, because they, want to, they didn't want to anger people too much. And of course, they still angered people because uh, people can't get over trolls, themselves. Yeah. It's awful. Um... <laughs> Not the movie, the, the, the people. The, the reaction, yeah. Um, but, and so I think, yeah, if they had committed a little bit more to it, it would have mm-hmm. been more impactful, mm-hmm. you know? I still greatly, like, enjoyed that angle of the movie, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah, sure. It's yeah. a really good message. It's a really good message, especially mm-hmm. because this movie, people talk about um, stuff like this in this movie as, like, how forced, forced diversity and this and this and that. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to be diverse, why don't you... Why does her being a woman have to have anything to do with it, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, part of me can kind of understand where people are coming mm-hmm. from with that. But also, it's, like, representation is important, mm-hmm. you know? And making a point of the fact that, like, she is the 20, it's the 21st movie and the first female-led mm-hmm. movie we have mm-hmm. in this entire franchise. Yeah. That's a big deal, and it mm-hmm. matters to a lot of people, you know? Mm-hmm. But somehow people take that as, like, that's a bad thing. Yeah. Like, 
because all these movies about white cishet men don't have to make a point of them being mm-hmm. men because they just are. Yeah. You know? That's a yeah, that's a really good point. Like I think a lot of people <laughs> I think a lot of the criticism towards this film by people, I don't uh, like the trolls are just like We know this, what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seeing the reaction to this film from like a lot of people has just made me really angry. But I mean, you should just judge. You don't have to like it, but like, don't beat down on it because it's like trying to do a female angle towards it. I think what you said is completely accurate. Like, this is the twenty-first Marvel or film in the MCU, and it, this is the first one that has a female lead. So of course, it's going to try to have themes of female empowerment because. I mean, 21, 21, that's a lot. Um, and oftentimes male, male-led male films don't necessarily need to harp on those ideas, though I think there are a lot of male-led films that kind of do the same thing. I think Iron Man kind of goes on to the idea of like maybe not being as arrogant. I don't necessarily think arrogance is something that's related to only men. But it, you can definitely pick that angle if you want, right? And I feel like I think so many people watching this film, all the negative rap that it's got from the trolls is these, this idea that they're trying to stuff feminism down our throats. And I don't necessarily think that's happening. Now, do I think the execution of what they're trying to do with female empowerment works in this film? I don't think so. I think they could have done better. But I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to include it. One hundred percent, and that's a really good point that you made about like um, films like in the past, like in these male-led films. Like mm-hmm. you can kind of read it from that angle also. But now, when this is a movie that's like referencing the fact that she's a woman, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, yeah, one hundred percent that that's like there's you're stuffing it down our throats or whatever. Mm-hmm. But as if movies don't have messages, yeah. as if movies aren't made in the context of their time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it's just like, oh... In 2008, there wasn't necessarily a giant gender... Poli- there weren't that many gender politics going on. And I think now, today, as we've kind of seen the errors in the way we've been thinking in the past, I think... I mean, it's 2019. Like, we're going to be talking about these issues, especially with the, in light of like something like Me Too. Like, we're definitely going to need to be talking about female equality, female empowerment, and, like, rights of women. And I, so I think within that context, like, of course, this film is going to be talking about female empowerment because it is, I keep reiterating in fact, but it has to be said that this is the 21st Marvel Cinematic Universe film and this is the first one being led. So it's the same way Black Panther, people are like, well, duh, they're going to be talking about African culture because this is the, when was that, 19th? 19th or 18th? 19th, or 18th, I think. 18th actually, yeah. film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's the first one that touches talks about black people. Yeah. So it's the mm-hmm. same idea, and I don't remember the back. I don't remember the reception of Black Panther as vividly as I do now, because especially like the whole thing where like Rotten Tomatoes had to change the way they scored audience scores because of this. It just seems some... Maybe I have to look back at some articles about how Black Panther was received by some people as well, but I just never... I've never seen so much backlash for a film in this cinematic universe. I I think the there's a uniting thread between Captain Marvel and Black Panther's reception, and it's mm-hmm. that there's so many people saying 
people only like this movie because of the fact that it's female-led, the fact that it's a almost entirely black cast, you know? Mm-hmm. People keep saying that, like, because this is socially relevant, socially progressive, important, mm-hmm. that that's the only reason people like it. Mm-hmm. And I have such a, a problem with that mindset because... First of all, it acts like there's something bad with liking something because it represents who you are, mm-hmm. because you see yourself in yes. it. If somebody, yeah, like, I mean, I can't, again, I can't really speak. I'm a white man. Like, mm-hmm. I can't speak to the, like, emotional impact that Captain Marvel or Black mm-hmm. Panther had on me, but you can just see so many people that are talking about these movies and how much these movies mean to them, yeah. you know? And so even if the movie didn't hit all these points in 100% of the best way, mm-hmm. like, it still is very important. That they and exist. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. I yeah. think it's just, like, a good stepping stone for, like, oh, like, this giant car ca- movie that's led by a female cast, it kind of introduces the idea to Hollywood that no matter what genre, like, diversity is always a good thing, I think. 100%. And I think the backlash on Winchester happening with this film is kind of just annoying <laughs> is the best way I can put it I'd say the same thing I mean yeah. I have my own criticisms about this film but it's definitely not because female imp- like what they're trying to do is bad it's led by a woman whatever it's not that I think that like technically this film is not that great but I like those are is- those are fine issues to have with a film but I think having an issue like ha- taking issue with a film just because it's it has more representation but yeah just the fact that something has more representation and so they're going to be talking about those issues because that's some an issue that hollywood has tried retreated from for so long i think taking issue to that fact i think is just not the way we should be looking at films 100 percent uh like i keep saying 100 percent, but i just agree with like everything you're saying um and so many like Again, going back to the thing about how movies are always made as a product of their times, Mm -hmm. you know? So you can't state, like, there seems to be other people that are attacking Captain Marvel, you know, not because of its merit as a movie, but because of, you know, these other factors. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's this expectation amongst that demographic of, well, I would have been fine with it if they didn't try to, you know, shove this, Mm -hmm. I can't see I'm doing air quotes, shove this feminist, you know, propaganda down our throats, or if they didn't try to make it such a big deal, like, why can't she just be a woman and be in a movie and that's it, you know, and it's like... That's not the point. That's not the point, Especially with the lack of it. Exactly. Down the line, we'll get to that point. We'll get to the point where it's not a big deal, but Mm -hmm. right now it is a big deal, Mm -hmm. and why can't you just be happy about that? Like, why do you have to be so angry about any form of representation that you don't see yourself in. I just thought about this, but, like, this film eerily reminds me of the first Captain America. I was thinking about that as well. I don't know why it reminded me of it. The only reason why I was reminded of it, because, like, the first Captain America has... It's, like, decent. I think the second one is better. Um, But the first Captain America kind of had the same ideas, where it's just, like, this origin story, and it's kind of just trying to explain things. I think that's a little issue about this film. It's trying to explain too much. But um, I think Captain America doesn't get... had That first Captain America film, I think slowly over the years, has kind of gotten more and more of a warm reception. Where I, I don't know the backlash of that film as well, but I don't... There's no way it, encapsulate, it encapsulated anything that's going on there. But it just shows the difference, right? Like, this film is eerily similar to Captain America in the way that it's presented and the way that everything kind of works out. And for some reason, Captain Marvel is just... 
getting the short end of the stick. Exactly, yeah. And it's it becomes troublesome because there will be people that will criticize Captain Marvel, and it's I'm sitting here thinking, okay, do you actually not like the movie, or are you just frustrated with yeah. all the controversy around it? Mm-hmm. And you just, you immediately, like... Again, the people who think that everyone's liking this just because it's socially important, mm-hmm. then they, in an attempt to be, I'm going to be unbiased, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to think about it, become so much more critical of this yeah. and think about it so much more harshly. Mm-hmm. Compared to this, the movie that came out before it, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which yeah. was, everyone agrees, was just kind of meh. Yeah. You know, it yeah. wasn't anything spectacular, but everyone had a good time. Yeah. And I guarantee you, I don't have, like, metrics on this, but I guarantee yeah. you it did not have nearly as much criticism as Captain Marvel, even though a lot of people would say they're kind of on a similar tier, you yeah. know? Yeah. I think, I think in Marvel, there's, like, these really good ones, like Black Panther, and I really like Thor Ragnarok. I, I don't love know. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So there's those that are, like, really, I think, really good. And then there's, like, these middle ones. I think that's where, for me, that's where Captain Marvel kind of falls. And there's some really bad ones, like the Thor stuff before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the same for me. I kind well, yeah. of, I put, I've, I've said this before, I put... Captain Marvel in kind of the same tier as Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. You know, a great film. I really enjoyed it. Didn't reinvent the wheel. It didn't, mm-hmm. like, go crazy and have, like, a very unique vision and style mm-hmm. of its own. But it yeah. did what it did very well. It works really well just as, like, a superhero film. And it exactly. works really well in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Exactly, yeah. Something, a byproduct of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Wow. I think yeah. we've talked about this film. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so before we wrap up, any final thoughts? Um, final thoughts. In talking about it more, I think if I were go- going to go back and review it again, I'd give it a slightly lower score, to be honest. Because I'm sorry if that... No, I... no. That's something that's bound to happen. Anything, any movie you think about more, mm-hmm. your opinions on it change. Yeah. You know, I wrote that pretty shortly after having watched it. It was mm-hmm. that weekend. Yeah. And of course, I was still very excited about yeah. it. So, um I feel like my bias may have shown a little bit there. Mm-hmm. And just as a, yeah. yeah. But regardless, it's still a great movie. It's 100% a stepping stone to greater things, even yes. if, like, the you know, feminist messaging wasn't 100% perfect. Mm-hmm. It lays the groundwork for future mm-hmm. things to come. And, like, already we have uh, another female-led movie that's in development, Black what? Widow. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's in development. I I feel like that movie's been in development forever, though. I feel like it has been, (laughs) but I feel like apparently they started shooting now, so it's actually happening. Um, But then it was also, like, they announced um, a film with an Asian lead that's coming up. Oh, So, like, yeah. Well, Uh, I'm really not. (laughs) I, again, know way too much about this (laughs) stupid stuff, but it just, it goes to show that it already has shown Regardless of anything else, it's shown mm-hmm. that this type of movie is economically viable and that people want representation and people mm-hmm. will support it, regardless of what some people on the internet say. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. Um, I think overall it's, like, a good superhero film. It's not bad. It's not a mind-blowing kind of thing. I think it works really well into this MCU collection. I think it, it's a good explanation of what's going to be happening in Endgame. Uh, there's a lot of explaining in this film. But... Um, I mean, it's not my favorite Marvel film, um, but there's a lot of them, so <laughs> pick and choose. Um, but I think it's still it's still good for the film industry. This film is really good for the film industry because it allows people to kind of reflect on, like, diversity is a good thing. More films should be led with female characters, although the messaging is kind of hollow and not the best executed. I still think it's a good message to convey, and I'm really excited to see what Brie Larson does with this character. Because um, over the news, like Kevin Feige has said, we're building the universe kind of around her, her character. I, I really, think, I think, 
or she'll play a really large role in this cinematic universe now. And so I'm really excited to see that because I really adore Brie Larson as an actress. I think she's phenomenal. I think a lot of her work is really, really good. So I'm really excited for that. Um, But I think that wraps up everything that we have to talk about with Captain Marvel. I think you should go see it regardless of how you feel about MCU. I think... There's something to interesting to think about in terms of industry and how our culture consumes these things. And the reaction to it, although is bad, is kind of interesting to look at. But other than that, you can find this podcast every Monday at 8 a.m. on, let me see if I can get this right, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Yes, four things. Every Monday, 8 a.m., we always bring a member onto the pod to talk about a mo- new movie, usually new movie. Um... You can find us on social media, on Facebook as UW Film Club, and on Twitter and Instagram as Film Club UW because UW Film Club was taken. And thanks so much for coming. Thank you very much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so check out our, you know, HelloFresh, Blue Apron, Wix promo codes. We always have those. Just. Yeah. You forgot about MeUndies oh, and yeah, Casper. Me and, and, yeah, Casper. Yeah. yeah, we all, we have everything, exactly. you know. Yeah. Sponsor us. Other than that, I think that's wrapped up everything that we have. So thank you for listening and hope to talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Bye.